Hello, uh, this is Steve Warren, the founder of The Whitestone Project. I'm also the author of Your Higher Self, and I've developed a series of podcasts that will offer you some positive ideas for bringing a higher purpose and deeper meaning to your life. This episode is titled, How Can You Do It All? Hey, what a, what a great question. You know, the burden of modern civilization is that, you know, you're bombarded with choices, overburdened with expectations. You're confounded by all the change that's going on, and you're even stymied by time. Well, you know, if you remember Alvin Toffler's book, Future Shock, well, it's arrived now, and it's given you imminent shock. You know, you're now faced with a world that's coming at you with blinding speed. You're often going to find it very difficult to keep the balance within yourself when your external world seems so chaotic and perpetually out of balance. But therein lies the secret. Keeping the balance within yourself while everything around you appears to be so out of control. You know, as turbulent as the outside world appears to be on the surface, you still have the capacity to internally remain calm and balanced. Your purpose, assisted by your values, they'll become your gyroscope and they steady you even as your landscape is continually moving. By remaining attentive to that which is most important, you can then sort through all that clutter in your life and focus only upon that which really matters. Now, many things are gonna compete for your attention, but only the key priorities that are congruent with your purpose and your values really need to be your concern. You know, that is only those things that are important need to be managed and controlled. And once you recognize this, you can set your own pace and you can control yourself rather than allowing your external world to be in control of you. You know, the great German philosopher, Max Schler, he expressed this aspect of life. He said in the 10,000 years of history, we're, we're the first age in which man has become utterly and unconditionally problematic to himself, in which he no longer knows who he is, but at the same time knows that he does not know. Well, you know, therefore, you've got to get back in touch with yourself, focusing and balancing only what is critical and nothing more. You know, essentially, you can conduct and construct a meaningful world for yourself, by just defining the way in which you will interact with it. You know, it's vital that you consciously interpret your role relative to the events that surround you and then act according to that interpretation. You can't really allow extraneous and unimportant events to alter your views and your actions. You must become a conscious actor on the world stage rather than a rubber stamp reactor to all those events that are not important or beyond your control. You know, the art of a balanced life is really just sorting between those things that are perceived to be critical and those things that are perceived to be urgent or expedient. Now, rarely are they one and the same, although you'll often have difficulty in recognizing the difference between them. It's always been man's natural instinct to be reactive rather than proactive. You know, you may prefer, whether consciously or not, to respond to daily events rather than leading or controlling these events in your life. 
But this approach, however, is going to put you in a constant state of stimulus response where you're bouncing off of walls, going in circles, and getting absolutely nowhere. You know, you then going to become very agitated and frustrated, and you'll feel guilty that you're wasting your life dealing with all of these insignificant battles. And sometimes you may feel these pressures are overwhelming and attempt to gain some control, but your actions will most likely be very cursory and expedient. You, know, you may buy daily organizers and planners and make checklists with their priority codes and set new goals to achieve. Your hope is that if you run faster and faster and work harder, you can cram more into each day and collapse each evening with a feeling of great accomplishment. Well, the next morning you'll start the race again and the cycle will repeat itself. And then at some point, you may submit to stress and burnout. Then you take a hurried vacation and then come back more exhausted than before you left. You know, your vain attempt to gain on the race will leave you at the finish line with very little to show for your efforts. You may have even made more money or achieved a bigger title in the process, but often at the expense of your family, your health, and your peace of mind. And by allowing the turbulence of daily living to sort of set your agenda, your purpose will basically languish in the background. You know, this constant state of urgency will overwhelm you and you'll lose your focus. You'll likely organize your life around these fragmented events and then fail to see the whole picture. And by responding to the myriad number of your daily urgencies, you'll fail to respond to the deeper sense of values that should be guiding you and shaping your daily behavior. Well, the essence of balance it's de determining and acting upon those issues that reflect your deepest commitment to yourself. By letting your daily life run out of control, you'll fail yourself. But by taking charge of your daily life, you'll live your purpose, and ultimately you'll be able to shape your own destiny. So then, how do you restore this balance in your life? Uh, if you remember in previous episodes, we did spend time in determining your values. And if you remember, those are your greatest aspirations and expectations. That is, what is most important to you. So here's the secret to achieving balance. Your balance is achieved through, well, first, identifying what is most important. And second, by determining and avoiding events or situations that are keeping you away from what is most important. And then third, by managing your time and your actions to be congruent with what is most important. Remember, these are your highest, highest wants and needs in your life. The most critical necessities that you must be pursuing to feel that your life has inherent balance. If one of your values is not being met, you know, you're going to feel that something's missing in your life. A void that must be filled to keep you in a state of balance. And most importantly... Your values must always encompass your physical, spiritual, and mental needs. These three items are the most significant objectives that make up what I call your essential self. Now, you cannot reach your higher self until those basic needs or components of yourself are being met and working in balanced harmony. You'll lose your sense of balance when you lose focus on any one of those essential needs or values that is, you allow one to suffer at the expense of another. 
And when you sacrifice your needs to the demands of the external world, you'll have lost control of what is most important to you. If you're constantly responding to your daily urgencies, you'll have little time left over for, or even psychic energy, left for yourself. Now, the world will quickly consume you if you allow it to operate within your universe, your own sphere of influence. Now, you, you must become the center of your own universe, whereby all that happens is a function of what you will allow to happen. This doesn't mean that events or situations or demands will not continue to affect you. It does mean, though, that you can choose to bring them into your own universe or to let them go find another universe to rotate around. Um, think of yourself as an atomic particle. Now, this gets a little esoteric, but think of yourself, your essential self, that is, as being the nucleus of this atomic particle. Now, you have all these electrons and neutrons that are spinning around you as being your most important values, your highest wants and needs that keep you functioning as a balanced particle of energy. Now, this atomic self that I'm calling it, it exists as its own self-contained universe within a, a larger universe filled with competing particles of energy. And from time to time, those other particles of energy will attempt to collide with you. And if you're not really vigilant, you know, these electrons and neutrons, they will invade your space and completely alter your entire atomic structure. And by co-mingling the urgent needs of other sources of energy with your own internal energy, you'll lose the power of your essential self, having given it up to forces that previously existed outside of you. You know, in fact, by giving up your essential self, you'll no longer be able to even recognize what is most important to you. Now, this is not to suggest that balance comes without some responsibility to interact with the world at large. You know, it was once said, no man is an island. Thus, you should not be lured into thinking that you can exist in total isolation of external demands and situations that wish to invade your essential self. Rather, you need to take control of the urgencies that invade your time and space, such that you let in what you deem to be most important and let everything else go elsewhere. So let's take a moment to note the key sources of interference to what is most important to you. You know, on a typical day, you have lots of activities. Some of these activities are when you're acting out the things that are most important. All other activities are where you are reacting to the things that keep you from doing what is most important. You know, to better visualize this, uh, take some time and make a list of as many activities as you can think of that occupy a substantial amount of your time and energy in a typical day or maybe a week of your life. Do try to refrain from listing basic life-sustaining activities, you know, that we all do like cooking, eating, bathing, exercising, sleeping, whatever. But just list those activities that are unique to you and your situation in life. You know, for example, picking up the children's clothes, driving to school events, volunteering at the church, writing memos to keep your boss informed, balancing budgets, gardening, going to the movies, doing crossword puzzles, repairing things in the house, writing a book, job searching. You know, you get the idea. 
Look at your planning calendar to help you list as many activities as you can think of. Now, once you've done that, most people who do this exercise, they come up with about 40 on average of these activities. So now that you go back and look at your list, place a V, the letter V, that supports one of your top values, you know, that you listed from a previous episode. You probably listed about 10 of them. Now, how many V's did you collect with all these activities? Do you feel that you're supporting that which is most important to you through your actual activities? And how many of these activities are you consciously pursuing your values versus those activities that are interfering with your values? I hope you get the idea because you're going to see some patterns start to emerge. Is there anything that you'd like to change about yourself or start doing differently tomorrow or next week? You know, again, balance, it's the art of sorting between those things that are perceived to be important and those that are not. Creating value in your life is the process of moving your time and energy towards your most important values while moving away from whatever does not support these values. Thus, you have more move toward activities and more move away from activities. And all of your daily activities and decisions should always be made in terms of move toward and move away from. Uh, And if you know what's most important to you, again, your key values, you must expend your time and energy moving toward the realization of their importance. As you become more consciously aware and adept at practicing this, you'll automatically begin to move toward that which is most important and move away from that which is not as important. Now, you should revisit these activities on your list and and keep making these activities and and seeing how many of these actions uh, that you have are moving toward your values and how many of you are moving away from. So you can sort of keep this in check. And once you've eliminated all future activities that don't support your key values, you'll find that what you have left to do can be managed more easily and thus restoring more balance to your life. So, are you still not able to see or feel what's most important? Well, if, you're not, if that's true, then the problem is, is how you're seeing the problem. <laughs> you probably, most people, they tend to compartmentalize themselves into separate lives. You know, you have your work life, your family life, your financial life, your social life, on and on. You try to take that one hat off and put another hat on as the day progresses. Well, this segmentation of your life into different boxes of activities actually creates tremendous pressure on you to shift your roles continuously. You become more like that old Ed Sullivan act uh, where the harried performer is balancing multiple plates on long poles. And as each begins to fall, he has to run frantically back and forth to keep all of them spinning at the same time. Well, doing too many separate things at once will keep you in constant agitation and turmoil. You'll do a poor job in each role because you're trying to do all the roles at the same time, with each role requiring a different and often conflicting allotment of yourself and of your time. Now, the solution is to perceive the entire landscape as a single body of choice, not little bits of activity all occurring at the same time. You need to act as if all of your roles are one and the same, that you're only spinning one large plate at the top of one pole. 
Uh, Gandhi, he once observed, one man cannot do right in one department of life whilst he is occupied in doing wrong in any other department. Life is one indivisible whole. Now this just gets a little esoteric, what I'm about to share with you, but that's the essence of balanced purpose. Instead of thinking either or, you must think of one and the same. And as you view and interact with multiple and competing events, you should not, don't treat them as being distinct and separate parts, but rather as a single part woven into the whole of your life. Uh, there was an ancient Sufi teacher who once said, You think because you understand one, you must understand two, because one and one makes two. But you must also understand an. Now this holistic concept, that's the basis for most Eastern religious thought. Everything is viewed as being in balance. You can't see the individual parts of a picture without seeing the whole picture. You know, even opposites cannot be viewed separately. They must be addressed together. That's why we have the yin and the yang, which is essentially a balance between two forces that are opposite each other. You know, one cannot exist without the other. For example, there could be no good without evil, no light without darkness, no joy without sorrow, no positive without a negative. Now, the Eastern view is that to treat a patient with an illness, you must treat the whole person. A person's life is not balanced until all aspects of his life are considered working together in harmony. Now, your purpose, your values, and your behavior, they must all work together in balance, congruently with each other. Now, applying this paradigm to your life requires you to view the total picture. You, you know, you can't be successful if you focus only on one component of your life while forsaking another. Your behavior must be congruent with your values, but your values must be congruent with each other. Again, they're all interdependent, each working synergistically with the other. Again, it's not either or, it's and. The universal nature of balance, you know, it works in your life very mysteriously and subliminally. Because of natural laws, equilibrium is always going to find itself. Whether you're talking about the planets or the weather, or even the forces that work within your mind and your body. If you do not approach your life's balance from a holistic perspective, then your life will ultimately seek its own balance, and sometimes unfortunately, with very serious and negative consequences. But fortunately, you are given ample opportunities to live a balanced life before nature does it for you. You'll receive numerous warning signs that, you, that, that, that will affect you when you ignore you know, those laws of balance. You'll know when your life is out of kilter because of the stress and anxiety that you generate within yourself. You're going to feel the effects on your health and your relationships or even your careers when you're overemphasizing one aspect of your life at the expense of another. Again, the key for you is to recognize these incongruities and correct them before they have to correct themselves. Your opportunity is to be in charge, fixing the problem before natural laws do it for you, as they always will. So, thanks for listening, and please try to focus on what is most important so you can live a balanced life.